Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, yeah. You guys like that new song? It's titled... Not a care in the world. And we have the weight of the world on our shoulders with these D1 pod, or this D1 rankings. But Ben and I, we're just letting it slide off. We're doing the best we can. What's going on, Ben? How you doing? The weight of the world, and I'm feeling it. Feeling yeah. it for one of the heaviest weekends of every year. Um, for, for rankings, for action, just because there's so many results. I think, what would you say the biggest though? There's... There's this. The, the, the beginning of the year. The scuffle. The scuffle Midlands week is typically pretty disastrous. I feel like by the time conferences rolls around, it's pretty well defined. There's some major things that shake shake up. But I feel like it doesn't give us this kind of um, not on the level of scuffle Midlands week. Sometimes, sometimes the way the weeks fall, we can break those up into two separate weeks, which is always great. But if not. That one is yeah. That's that's a beast. It's extremely uh, hectic, and it's early enough in the year that you know, you, not everyone that's really good is super defined at that point. And yeah. so there's so by by the time conferences get there, they are. But yeah, this is um, this is certainly uh, this. Th- I mean, Cliff Keen really is the first big haul for us, and um, mm-hmm. I I think I think we did a good job. I feel really good about the decisions we made. Obviously, there was some some battles between you and I, but that's that's part of the fun. Um, so let's start with a little housekeeping. Um, we took out four guys for inactivity. Um, uh, Ryan Taylor of Wisconsin at 133. Austin Matthews at 157 for Edinburgh. Um, Vic Avery for Edinburgh also. And then uh, Joey Lavalley, who looks like, sounds like is going to redshirt this year. Um, so those guys aren't in there, and these are guys that are would still be ranked based on their uh, bodies of work. Most of them fairly high, so they're out, um, which which shifts things a little bit. But let's get started at 125, where we saw um, Tomasello kind of do what he does. He takes care of business, avenging the loss, um, as I kind of expected, and maybe others did. And um, but as far as rankings changes goes. Because that wasn't really one. But Barlow McGee may be one of the the bigger movers, yeah, kind of uh, solidifying himself after beating Moisey two weeks ago. So what is the lowdown on Barlow McGee? Well, I, I mean, he's a decent guy coming out of high school, and he was solid when he started the year that, that Waters um, redshirted, and then he redshirted when Waters finished out. And he was always pretty decent, but just the offense wasn't there. And and you could say maybe it's still not like there in spades because he's very reliant on reattacks and being like super strong. But um, obviously that can get you pretty far as he's beaten Moisey twice, Rodriguez, and David Terrell. 
Uh, those are Terrell when he was losing and, and got a pin, but whatever. That's that's how wrestling works. So, um, not gonna fault him for that. Bresser, you know, as, apart from his loss to Keegan Calkins, uh, has been pretty good. Um, you know, he beats Petrov, Terrell, and McGee. So he um, he bumps up a spot there. So good job by him. And then Terrell takes a little bit of a dip. Uh, but Zeke Moisey, kind of the story here, down to um, 11, and really maybe that's generous? I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, he's we've given him some slack. Of, well, I don't know. He just lost to Petrov and Barlow McGee, who are now ranked ahead of him. So maybe it's not – If he, right. he has lost a lot of matches, but – I guess most they're all to guys who are now ranked ahead of him, so maybe we have him all right. Right, no bad losses in there, but he's more or less back to the guy he was all of last year, save yep. NCAAs. I'll uh, say this: he's been a springboard for a lot of guys at this way. That's week. true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually correct. That's a really good point. So that's twenty-five. Um, or apart from Connor Utsi falls as well. He's been. You know, he was a guy who well into the year last year was not ranked and then came in, I don't even know if it was after Scuffle uh, or it was right after Scuffle or later on in the season, but it took a while for him to get ranked. Then he ends up placing Beats Dance, but now we're seeing once again kind of regression to the mean. And that's that's kind of um, that's something that we try to kind of build in to our rankings, I guess. Like, that's why... Just because Moisey places second, we don't have him super high. And why? Just because UT beats Dance doesn't mean you get that bump. Because there's often a a, a regression, a return to the mean, and it uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you are that guy just because it happened at NCA. So that's what we're seeing a little bit of here, and and at other weights as well. Yeah. With um with 33, this was the one we deliberated over this for for quite a bit of time. Um, and initially, I'll admit, I had Clark at one, um, Nation two, Brewer three, but you talked me out of it, and uh, well, I'll I'll just let you talk, uh, talk about it for a little bit. Um. So yeah, my I, there's a couple ways you can look at it. You know, like there's one way is well. When you have something like this, where a guy kind of comes up a little bit from behind and, and knocks off someone, a couple people ahead, you have a couple ways you can look at it. It can be, you know, just without digging into details, it can, you can look at it a couple of different ways. You can look at it as the guy ranked up lost the match, or the other guy, or the guy ranked below won the match. Um, and so my, just from watching the match, which... I thought Brewer looked great the whole tournament yes. and I thought he looked great in the finals and which made it all the more impressive that Nashon took the match. So my kind of, it was having watched that, it was kind of ingrained in me to look at it as like Nashon stole, you know, t went up and grabbed this spot out of Brewer's hands. So it's like, I, I thought, you know, Nashon's back. So that's kind of what was in my head. Um, and then, you know, you would, first been inclined to Clark it to just, you know, kind of maybe go down, not to say that you weren't impressed by nation, but you know, your first impression was to just, Hey, Brewer lost next guy up. And that happens to be Corey Clark. Who's also, you know, 
had a great run. You know, right. his whole college career has been been great himself. Um, but you know, I think it gets it 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 just it kind of looks like one Brewer beat Clark at NCAA's, and he hasn't like changed. He hasn't reverted back to any kind of right. bad wrestler or anything like that. He's been dominant this year. He teched Rossi Bruno a couple weeks ago. Um, he was you dominant know, through this tournament. Dominant through this tournament. Even, you know, throws Nation on his back. At, at some point, it looks like, oh, man, Nation's looking good, but maybe Brewer's just too good. But no, Nation keeps coming, gets the match, and just looks incredible. And it's not like this is a totally new thing for Nation. Right. Nation's career, this has been the rule. He's, you know, he's been a star. Uh, he's been a superstar. And then last year, he, he struggled a little bit with that, especially late. And really, it was just scuffle on was like the, be- I don't want to say the beginning of the end. The guy placed fifth. But like the beginning of the end of that Nation as we knew him for that period of time, he lost to Waters. And then it was kind of all downhill from there. He lost to Zach Sinnon. He lost to um, Gilman a couple times. He lost to Moisey at NCAA. So um, that's it was really just a couple months, like from January to March, three months where he was like, where'd Nashon go? I mean, we had him third in the pound for pound yeah. uh, ahead of uh, Alex Daringer. And it was justifiable right. at that time. It is no Yeah, longer. we had Steber one, Delgado two, and him three to yeah. start year maybe yeah to start the year and and he held his spot for up till the scuffle when he lost to waters and yeah i think that's what we're seeing a, a return back for nation i i was just I, I don't know i just felt like clark being the number two and was so consistent and nation's kind of sketchy moment last year at 133 when he lost to sinnon maybe not maybe give the the nod to clark but uh, i think you just have to give tremendous value to the Brewer win. And it's something that Clark couldn't do. And that's ultimately what swung me from Clark 1 to Clark 3. And it'll play out over time. But right now, I, I feel I feel good about it. I mean, I, I'm not super confident, but uh, I'm sure. super confident sure. in Nashon. I'm not super confident if it's the right choice, but I'm super confident that um, Nashon looks like the guy to beat right now. Yeah, man, this weight is so good. It's I good at the top, weight. and it's deep. It's the total package. Yeah, it it goes down below twenty deep. It's 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 a great weight class. I guess it usually is twenty five as two this year. Those are two of our toughest weights. I'm I'm pretty. But we should rank. <laughs> we should the rank weights the weights. From <laughs> we should rank the weights. From... <laughs> we just don't get enough. We're just gonna <laughs> start ranking other arbitrary things. Um, <laughs> George DiCamillo beats uh, Earl Hall. So he makes a pretty – it looks like a big jump on paper. but And I made this move before you were on the dock, Ben. But um, I moved him up ahead of Zane. He beat him at NCAAs. We haven't really seen much of Zane this year. You couple that with a win over Hall, who was previously number four. I feel like it's justifiable with DiCamillo, who's been nothing but solid really his whole career. But – last year and, and now this year and um yeah so i, I feel like decamillo is, is worthy of that five spot 
Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, like you said, for a lot of his career, he's teetered right in that 12 to 15 range. Yeah. For the first two years of his career, that's where he's been. Um, but now I think starting in NCAAs with the win over Richards and now following that up with this win over Hall starts to say that, you know, he's ready to jump onto that tier with all these great guys. And I got to tell you, at the, you know, in the, his, he didn't wind up getting it done, but against Johnny DeJulius, he had DeJulius beat until that was crazy. <laughs> until the last 15 seconds. Um, so I, he's, George DeCamillo, he's right there. Is he, uh, I'm, who, who's going to give him a run for ACC champ? Um, well, good question. I don't know. I mean, AC Headley's just not there yet for, for UNC. You know, Virginia Tech's going to get a get kid in there named Dennis Gustafson pretty soon. As Oh, he's back. He's, he's pretty daggone talented. But there's, there's not, the ACC, this is not its best weight. Um, there's some other really deep ones, like 41's crazy at the ACC, but he should, he's going to be, he's a big favorite at the conference. So he could come in with a pretty high C, but he's got a lot of wrestling yet to do. I think they go to scuffle. So, okay. He'll certainly be tested. Um, Rossi Bruno on notice, man. He loses to Brand Kale and Keegan Moore. Um, but really this is the first, I mean, he got teched by, um, by Brewer, but that doesn't really mean much. He beat Beckman this year, which Mason got on the board. Got which maybe a... doesn't mean much either. Who yeah, knows? maybe it does, but I think it does. I still right. Think. It it, I, it sounds like something. We've got a lot of data that says Mason's pretty daggone good, even though he's going through a stretch right now. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the the nuts and bolts of of thirty three and and uh, the changes we made there. One forty one, Ben. Um, in a way, it's kind of similar to the um, Nashon Clark question. Like, was there? But we actually didn't give any thought to leaving to moving Makati in as the number two to number one. Um, yeah. To the point that we didn't actually even discuss it. We no. I just we, moved we it there. We didn't even talk about it. It was just like. Had, had you gone a different direction to start? I'm. I. You know, we might have, but. So I, I actually thought about this. I was like, well, maybe, you know, I was Devil's over advocate. the week after Heil beat Jack. I was thinking, well, I wonder how that's going to wind up playing out, what direction we'll go there, whether it's, you know, Jack. Because these guys are also, you know, unproven as number ones. It's like I wonder, you know, how what way we'll wind up going. But this is what I had in mind because I thought, you know, Heil beat him. Heil and Jack. And Makati, those are the guys who had really good NCAA tournaments. Um, and Heil beat Jack at NCAA, so he had that one. But we had given Jack the nod because he had the better overall win over Carter. So it's like, it seems like by winning this one, in my mind, Heil solidified his grasp as the top of, of that trio for the moment. That trio being Heil, Jack, Makati. Right. It's still of note, Makati did beat Heil at NCAAs. Uh, that, right. that often gets glossed over. But, uh, yeah, I think Dean, I think a, a win that good, it just further solidifies. Um, you know, he was the highest place winner. Not that we really look at it like that. But I think it's just further evidence that he's the guy right now at 141. Um, and he's our, what, third or fourth number one at 141? <laughs> 
every well, other every other site uh I think had Heil number one preseason, but yeah. so just... we had Goulaban for a second, then we had Henderson, then we had Goulaban again. Yeah. Goulibon. Then we had Jack. Now we have Heil. So it's been a and I don't think I bet that's not our last lead change. No, no, it won't be. It's too it's this weight is too even. There's too many yeah. guys. I mean I mean, let's just get to him. Micah Jordan, man. Talk about looking like a world beater. He looked I mean it it was like almost a foregone conclusion in my mind that he was gonna win this tournament. Um he won it impressively. I don't think he looked his best. Um I even talked with someone that didn't think he looked his best, but um, that which is scary, because he he yeah he looked pretty good. He thrashed. He thrashed. Uh, I think he's, I think he's uh, obviously a title contender. We were saying that when he was twenty, and now I, f- I feel even more confident in it now. He looks he looks outstanding. A guy like Solomon Chisco takes a pretty big drop, and you may say it's a little rash to go from eight to seventeen, Ben. But you want to get a little into kind of why we decided to. Hit him yeah, pretty hard. you know, Chishko was he was number eight, and but he was number eight largely off of one win. This is something we acknowledged. It was a win over Jimmy Gulaban, which was a good win. But in this, you know, it is only one win. But in this group, at the bottom of at the bottom half of this weight class, it's just like, you know, that kind of counts for a lot because a lot of these guys don't have a win like that, and he also didn't have losses this year so he managed to stay unscathed for a while but now you know micah beats him which i think is not a surprise no. at all as you talked about but then that alone and it, he probably would have just stayed maybe right behind micah or maybe behind jimmy still he probably would have stayed right where he was but he also lost to matt manley out of missouri who's good where yeah. by the way missouri man right. they are this isn't the first year that this has happened like they do this you know, on a fairly consistent basis, but yeah. they are bringing these, you know, guys out. Manly, Barlow McGee. I mean, Daniel, Daniel Lewis. Daniel Lewis. Yeah, it's it's impressive. I hats off to them. Hats off. I mean, that you know, Brian Brian Smith doesn't. He's just so. Um, I think he's underrated. He's understated personally. You know, he's just kind of low key. Head down, grinds, and, and gets his kids ready. He's got a great system there, and holy, holy smokes! I mean, they they destroyed the Cliff Keen Field, like just killed everyone. And yeah, uh, you know, you maybe could have said, oh, they're the favorites coming in, but no one predicted them to go smash burgers on everyone, and that's what happened. So good job by them, good job by Missouri and Matt Manley. Um, you know, kind of a microcosm. Uh, of that success so good job there um please bleeds a little more he loses to her hand such a hot start um we were all believers but um right. it's it's been a little tougher sledding <laughs> but still a rankable commodity and uh sure holding strong at, at 18 here and uh here's to better days for steve please right to 49 so- we go um are you ready to go to 49 yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready to talk Jake Short? Jake Short goes from unranked to ninth. What is this? We discussed, I remember a week ago, we discussed very briefly ranking Jake Short. <laughs> yeah, very briefly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, uh, and, you know, so he got a look last week, but it was kind of like, 
he had a lot of ugly losses a year ago that we were just like, oh, maybe not. And then, but you know, he had started off strong and had a, the win over Colica last week. That's why we were thinking about it. But now this week he follows that up with, you know, wow, he's made some strides. He was a great recruit coming out of high school, but you know, didn't wasn't red hot his redshirt year, but now he's beating Colica, Moreno, and De Michael De Palma. So and you know, and loses only to Levon. Yeah. So that's Levon to you. It's a silent eye. Oh, okay. He th- it throws you off, doesn't it? It does. It does. Did but you the- catch the? I'm gonna ca- Le'Veon Davion. Yeah. You know, match. Yeah. Le- Le- but it's Levon Davion. It's uh, yeah. He he was talk. He was joking around with me about that before that match. How he should. Ha- he's like you should pronounce his eye silent too, like mine. Oh yeah. Levon. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. That was man, and short looked good in in defeat to Mays, in my opinion. I thought, yeah, I thought he really represented himself well. Um, Pentelio once again falls to the aforementioned Davion Jeffries for the second time, but he follows it up and he beats De Palma, he beats Kraus, Gio Martinez, and uh, Joey Delgado. So he doesn't really fall far because he really recovered. And Davion Jeffries kind of conversely has that one big win. But, and man, he looked good. Yeah, he looked great. I mean, he's a true freshman, right? So it's like, right. I guess this kind of the inconsistency you're gonna see that he loses to Kraus, De Palma, and Mays. Um, I believe that was a triple dip. He went from, he might have gone, uh, done the semi slide down to sixth. I'm not sure, but he had three losses. I'm pretty sure he's in the semi. So that's the only way that's possible. Um, Sal Mastriani. Out of the rankings. There's not just there's a couple guys that are like you know they were considered some of our our better guys at this weight at the beginning of the year and man they are not looking like it right now. Sal being one of them and Clagon. Clagon BJ. Wow, he loses to Lake Gardner. It's hard to believe he beat Richardson. The funny and this is probably the only reason he's still ranked is that he beat Richardson at the All Star. Um, right. so that, that kind of is the, the route that he's hanging on by in this, in this, um, hailstorm. But um, since then he's lost to De Palma, Heffernan, Nick Barber, and now late Gardner, yes. you know, none of who are no. terrible, but those are not, you know, he, this is a guy who finished top five last year. So, right. You right. Know, it's, it's, it's quite a slide for him. And several of them were unranked. At the time that they wrestled. Right. For whatever that's worth. Um, 57, Ben. Take take it away. Uh, 57, we got... We got got problems. We got problems. We do. I was... I was ready to just throw this weight at the the door. I was furious. Yeah, man. It is like we got a... A solid top six. And then it, it just starts to be like... And you want to pack it in, pun intended. Right. You want to skip about 10 spots almost and, yeah. and start at 15. But but we can, just based on the production that we're seeing, you know, it, it's rough. We have Cody Pack at number seven. And, you know, he hasn't actually been that bad. He started off a little slow, losing to Minotti and Atkinson. But he hasn't, he hasn't beaten anyone this year. And, you know, those losses and no 
high quality wins. That's not what you like to see from your number seven. you know number seven guy. And then you know we debated for a while about launching Tyler Berger up to that spot just because he hasn't lost. He doesn't have any of these losses. And he, he beat have, Minotti. And he beat Minotti, who's has plenty of losses. But it's like, you know, it's it's like that's the kind of stuff we're talking. And Tyler Berger was ranked. 13th last week and he didn't wrestle this week but we're like <laughs> we to move him up. that was me that by the way i was just like i was just furious at everyone at this weight i'm like just make tyler burger seventh partially right. because it's just like he's actually you know going out and winning matches like all these guys are losing like to, right. some losing to good guys some not and i'm like here's a guy that's being consistent and beating good guys but um We'll, we'll trust the process a little bit more, and, and Tyler will have his, his time, and hopefully better days to come for some of these guys. But, you know, Doug Welch uh, loses to Parsons. Cottrell, interesting, uh, had a really interesting showing, losing to Steyert, but he beats Atkinson, Parsons, and Walker. So he actually has an unranked loss, yet moves up six spots. In this that, field, that's good for a jump of six. <laughs> that gets you you lost to right guy and goes up six spots. What world are we living in? Um, so that happened. Mitch Minotti loses to Chad Walsh, brother of Taylor. Um, really? Okay. You didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't go to the same school. I guess maybe that's why. Well, yeah. you know what? I did know that Taylor Walsh had a brother. I thought he – no, it was uh, the other Indiana guy. Paul Young had a brother that went to Army and uh, – so I knew he had one of those, but I, I got him confused. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's mainly, you know, we took we mentioned Austin Matthews and LaValle getting taken out. And that, that's pretty much the main movers and shakers for this weight. Let's, let's on, on to other things, 165 namely. And can, can we get to the most Tanner Weatherman weekend of all time <laughs> for Tanner Weatherman? I mean, Tanner Weatherman – is a guy who at his best can be I'm not gonna say anybody, but he is be he has slain some dragons. But he will lose to to some guys that will have you scratching your head. And he did it uh, miraculously in the same weekend this time. Uh beating Cooper Moore number three and David McFadden number twelve, all the while losing to Tyrell White and Devin Gabo. Um yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say other than he stayed put at 13 despite two really good wins and two really good losses. Um, but yeah, Tanner. Yeah, I don't, I'd be interested to know, you know, what he and how he and his, um, you know, the people around him would kind of explain the way this happens <laughs> because it's, it's like, is it, is it mental? You know what I mean? Is there like, you know, the, is it mental issues? Is it style? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's pretty bizarre, though. It's really bizarre. It's really bizarre um, to see it happen in one weekend. Cooper Moore takes a dip from three to ten. He lost to Weatherman, Welch, and Lewis. None bad losses, but you know, I mean, that's that's three not great losses. So you're gonna you're gonna take a pretty yeah. substantial hit there. And because his roots were not that deep, he had the Solzer win, which is fantastic, and he's been solid, but um, you know, not, not a guy that's placed or placed high before, so he can take the fall. And you know that that's the, that's the thing we've been talking about this 165 
weight classes. There's a, you know, it's it may be a revolving door at three for a while. You know, is, yeah. is Ramos going to solidify himself? He already lost to Parati. And Austin Wilson, we've kind of watched him for a couple of years and kind of know where he is. So who, who knows what's going to happen with that three spot. Um, but no longer occupied by Cooper Moore. Daniel Lewis, guy I love, guy I thought was going to be really good, um, making me look correct, at least in the meantime, or in the in the present. Beating Cooper Moore, George Duke Pickett, Adam Fierro, Clark Glass, and Tyrell White. So, um, yeah, only losing to McFadden. So a nice weekend for Daniel Lewis. Yeah, that's a repeat win for Daniel Lewis. He did the same a year ago. I re- I remember, I remember him beating Cooper Moore last year, as well. Um, so maybe he uh, kind of knows how to wrestle that guy. Yeah, apparently so. I mean, he's got like one of the nastiest cradles in in D one. Yeah, that, that can have an effect. He's fierce. He's fierce there. Um, so yeah, what what else we got at sixty five? Um, man, those last few spots, it's um. You know, we're looking for someone to emerge, I guess you could say. George Pickett's in. I don't know if you mentioned that, but George yeah. Pickett out of Cornell is in after. He's solid. Be- he's a really yeah. solid guy. I don't think we're going to see – we're going to get burnt by that. He's pretty good. Yeah, and he's he's been around. He's been a name for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he makes his way into the rankings. Uh, and McFadden's kind of, you know, starting to settle a little bit, but you know, that's all right. He's got time. He'll, he'll make more splashes. I'm sure. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on McFadden, but in in a nutshell, he's going to be really good. He's going to be fine. Um, 74, we're kind of in limbo waiting to see where Bo Jordan's going to wind up. He's kind of pump faked us a little bit. He registered at 65 at Vegas. It didn't show up. Um, for, uh, I don't know why, probably, I think he's banged up, maybe, I don't know, actually. Um, so yeah, that's what we're, we're not going to move him until we see him wrestle there. So he'll be at 74 until he goes down to, to 165. Yeah, then I guess the first real notable result is Blaze Butler, you know, taking a loss to, to Bryce Hammond, which, you know, Bryce Hammond is a, maybe an up-and-down guy a little through his career. Um, but, you know, he, he's solid. He had a real good weekend this weekend. He beat Blaze, and he beat Leland Weatherspoon. And so Hammond comes in at nine. Blaze dips down a little bit. He was at number four, and he dips down to below, you know, the red-hot bow nickel out of Penn State. Nickel is, you know... Manhandled, destroyed Bryce Hammond when they wrestled a few weeks ago. Um, you know, beat Epperly the week yeah. before that. Should we be looking at him even higher? Uh, you know, I, it's it's a consideration, especially like with a guy like Zach Brunson who hasn't done anything wrong. He just, you know, I don't know. It's quiet. You know, it's just he's just kind of a quiet guy there. Maybe that's worth a look. I think Alex Meyer has his own um, results. I'd have to really give it more look. You know, I know he's beaten Blaze Butler before and Crushmer, so maybe not above Meyer. You know, maybe Nichols probably not ready to go above Meyer yet. But right. maybe, maybe there's a discussion for, for around Brunson. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll you know we'll see how that plays out. It's yeah. 
still. And he's in roughly the right spot. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, so 74. Jadeen Bernstein, he's back. He beats uh, Matt Reed and Ricky Robertson. He's kind of been uh, he's been up and down this year for sure. But this was an up. So when, when you're up, you at, at this weight, really, where, you know, the, in most weights, maybe we should not say this weight, but, you know, with any weight, the, the top or the bottom five or so are pretty fluid. And uh, a nice weekend can, can get you ranked, and that's what happened. As Bernstein goes from unranked to 15th. And that looks like the the gist of 74 as we head to 84. As we mentioned, Vic Avery's out um, for the time being. It sounds like we'll see him by the scuffle. I hope that's true, um, if not before. He's a excellent talent. So that, But this weight, I, I don't know, man. I know what to do here. Um so yeah, take it away. Talk talk about our struggles here at eighty four, Ben. Well, so we had two guys who were ranked pretty highly. We had Blake Stauffer and Hayden Zilmer both lost to guys that, you know, they on paper should have beaten. Stauffer loses to Zach Savatsky, who had a great weekend. And then Hayden Zilmer loses to Willie Miklas and Matt Miller. Again, neither not terrible losses but when you put these are the three or four guys in the country it makes it tough um it uh yeah so so it, it's like where do we shuffle this way you know it returned almost everyone from a year ago it's tough to shuffle these guys um we wound up what we wound up doing zilmer dropped because he lost two matches we dropped him down below miklas who beat him um Stauffer, we dropped just one spot below Tim Dudley kept him at originally we put him below Nate Brown. Um, yeah. but then we wound up bouncing him back up ahead of Brown because, you know, upon looking more at Zach Zavatsky, it's like the loss to Zavatsky maybe isn't worse, worse than Brown's loss to Tim Dudley and, you know, Stauff Stuffer beat Nate Brown head to head. I believe it was at the all-star classic. Yes. So, you know, so we gave Stauffer the nod there. Um, yeah. So Miklas up to six from eight on account of beating Zilmer um, and Quartz. But Quartz was ranked below him. Uh, Quartz slides a couple spots after losing to Dominic Abinader. Um, yeah. Dominic Abinader beat, came up from 12, beat Quartz, who was ranked ahead of him. Also gave us a nice, nice stopping point for the ascent of Zach Zavatsky out of Virginia Tech. Um, Zavatsky, red hot weekend. I know he was the guy that was on your radar earlier. He lost uh, in week two, lost to Alex Utley, which, you know, kind of tapped the brakes on Zavatsky. But (laughs) has a monstrous weekend. Yeah. You know what's interesting is him losing to Abinator and then wrestling back to beat – Miklas and Miller probably helped his ranking more than if he had beaten <laughs> Abinator. I think that's probably true. I don't know if it's true, but it sure feels like it would be. Um, so who did he wrestle? Uh, he wrestled Stauffer in like the first round. Is that right? Yeah, he wrestled him front side. And I, I think he had like a pretty good path to the semis. I think that that quarter just like got blown up. Maybe he hit Miller there. 
But he lost to uh, he made it to the semis, lost to Abinator, and then wrestled back for third. Okay, be- beating Miklas for third. And Miklas, you know, Miklas was good this weekend. He beat Zilmer, so sure, yeah. And he wrestled Gabe Dean pretty tough. So, uh, D, we see Quartz, uh, kind of returning to his mean, um, losing to Abinator and Miklas. Not bad losses, but you know, th- things you see from from Kenny Quartz here and there. Uh, sure. Matt. McCutcheon drops just one spot after a loss to Machiavello of NC State at the, the Nittany Line Open. McCutcheon forfeited out afterwards, so you can imagine there's probably some injury going on there, if that impacted the match or not. Um, I can't say for sure, but I can, I can certainly speculate. Um, and, yeah, that's, yep. eight, that's 84, right? Yeah, that, that pretty much wraps it up. We talked about... You know, Machiavello is not the prettiest loss. Um, we talked about dropping him lower, but man, Peter Wren does not. You know, he he doesn't quite have the wins to compete with Matt McCutcheon's Blake Stauffer, uh, Sammy Brooks, Tim Dudley. You know, so McCutcheon belongs. You know, he's kind of separated himself from the guys below him up to this point. That prevented him from going farther than he did. Yes, and yes, that's, exactly. that's a wrap on '84, I think. But that's it. 97. Let's get to it. My guy, Ruben Franklin. They didn't seat him at Cliff Keen. And everyone talked about the seating for Cliff Keen. I didn't know notice it being that bad, but I didn't really pay much. But I noticed they didn't seed Ruben. And he took it personally, beating Smith, Nye, Huntley, and Kasunich, um, and losing to Smith. So he split with Jake Smith, beats Zach Nye. Beats All-American Max Huntley of Michigan. So, really nice weekend for Cal State Bakers, yeah. Bakersfield in general and a nice weekend for uh, Reuben Franklin as he goes from 18 to 8. Yeah. I, um, I, I was thinking when I was – when I saw him wrestling, I was thinking about how crazy it is. Like, that program was – you know, this is off topic, but that program was almost – you know, it was cut, as was Arizona State. And it's just kind of crazy to think about, you know, the, especially Arizona State right now. But he's another one. Were that program cut, Ruben Franklin might be wrestling somewhere else. But or you know he wouldn't be wrestling the way he was this weekend um, in a Cal State Bakersfield singlet. But anyway, a nice ascent over him. You know, this is a a field where if you pick a couple wins up like that, it, it can launch you upwards in a hurry. So he um he's in it. At uh, number eight, so good for him. Hats off to him. All right, are you gonna make your Jared hot joke or not? Ah, uh, are you hot? I uh, I'm having hot flashes <laughs> over here. Jared hot. It's terrible. Knocks off Max Huntley and also uh, Zach Nye out of Virginia. Wait, he didn't beat Huntley. He lost to Huntley. He beat he beat uh, Nye and Barnes. Oh, at one point. I had seen that as Huntley. Well, he because okay. he lost to him. Okay. But still, he beat Zach Nye, which is for him, um, kind of got a, getting over the hump a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, that that continues his uh, his climb up. He's having a nice season. Uh, I guess not as nice as I thought. I feel like that qu- that quelled your heat, your hot. Flashes. It really, it really did. <laughs> Dude, not, that's how these flashes can go. Yeah. They they come and go. They come and go. Uh, Mark Martin. 
as a Buckeye fan, you, you can't be feeling so great there, Ben, that, to see No, him. you know, when you have a guy bumping up, what is it, 23 pounds, it's like you don't know for sure how he's going to respond to that. Nick Heflin did it pretty well. Mark Martin's struggling a bit with it so far. This weekend he loses to uh, Kasunik and also Noon. Um, so that's not, you know, that's not what I'm sure he's looking for from himself at this point. Um, yeah. Lost to Sean Scott, who's not that, you know, not Sean, Scott's, Sean Scott's, Scott's good, good earlier in the year, but that, you know, there's not uh, much grounds to be ranking Mark Martin no. at 197 pounds right now. Certainly so not. Maybe he needs to go up just one more weight, like, <laughs> like Steven Rodriguez. Just, that might do it. I think it's, yeah. it's always the third weight that just that takes you to another level. So that's 97, 285, pretty quiet. Um, on that front, with Cobble, Blaze Cobble, Cabell, I don't know what it, how to say it. I should just ask a UNI coacher. Um, but he he loses to um, Tanner Hall know. and and Fagiano, so that's not not good. I did, I did wasn't aware of the other guy's existence. So, um, but it doesn't fall that far from six to eight, and then Tavanello takes a little tumble as well. Falling to um, Tanner Hall and Ross Larson, so that's pretty much it. We bring we brought Tanner Hall in, right? He's pretty good. Tanner Hall lost to Tav a couple just two weeks ago. Did you watch that match? Yeah, I did, that and was... I, I I might have even texted you after it happened. I'm like, I think Tanner Hall's winning the ne- uh, next time. I and, couldn't. And... Did he, how did he finish that shot? I ne- he shot like a, a middle school double leg between his legs, and somehow yeah. finished that. I he I, has heart, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he finished that. He finished it. All right. Okay. Great. We need a technique wave on his heart. Um, <laughs> so that's heavyweight pound for pound. Just one real change there was Nishan, um, and kind of a return to form. The return of the king, and he's up at number seven for for the big red in the pound for pound ranks, passing Cody Brewer. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what we deliberated on? Yeah, we deliberated. I had originally um, placed them right around here, but so so Brewer was at four. I had dropped. Uh, I had bumped Nation up ahead of him, and I had them at seven or at six and seven, respectively, ahead of Nathan Tomasello. And as you'll see in the rankings, we finally landed at putting Tomasello ahead of them. I don't know it. In that, even when I when I placed it there, that was the the question. I was like, ah, what's do with Tomasello there? Because you know Tomasello looks awesome since losing, and whenever that was that he would have lost to um, Gilman. Gilman, was that just in the Iowa duels or was that was the duel at at Columbus? Okay, I think he lost on a stall point or something. Okay, um, and so since then, you know, Thomas Ell has been great. You know, he beat he won Big Ten beating Gilman and also Jesse Delgado. Then he, you know, he does an awesome job at NCAAs. You know, y'all know the story. But, you know, it, it's easy to remember that. I was just kind of thinking, man, Nashon has some great years in the past. Mm-hmm. And Brewer, as great as Tomasello's end of the year was, Brewer's was just 
absolutely off the charts the way he you know Man-handled. you've talked about it on flow radio live you know at you know at length so i don't need to go into that but you know incredible so i was like man that yeah that's just the question you know where do they go above or below tomasello we landed it below tomasello tomasello has done everything right and so he's getting the knob there so that's it that's the that's the rankings rundown for Week six is what we'll call it, the Cliff Keen week. And uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. And, um, yeah, give us some feedback. Thanks for listening. And uh, you got anything else for us, Ben? No, I don't think so. That's it. All right. We'll see you next time, guys.